This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. 10 days, boys. 10 days since I've last spoke to you. That's what happens when you get a UFC week off. Also, hopefully you can't tell in my voice. I am... My, I can't open my mouth much. You're, uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to not much to recap. There's nothing this UFC. I dare, dare not to recap um, the uh, horrible trailer event they put on. Amanda Holyfield should not have been boxing. Although, Tito Ortiz getting knocked out was actually pretty sweet by Anderson Silva. So, props to Anderson Silva. There, I talked about it. That's it. That's all I'm going to talk about. But, uh, no UFC this weekend. Had a nice little free weekend. I was missing it. I was missing the gambling. I was missing the event, you know, the contender series last night. Pretty good contender series. Uh, Mo Miller got robbed. Listen, too many people I see that I follow have gone over and done the contender series. So we're just going to focus on the pick em. Ryan or yeah, Ryan Span versus Anthony Smith. This is an afterthought card. 15 fights, I believe. A fight did fall off. Dakota Bush pulled out right before I start recording. I believe he's getting a replacement in Brandon Jenkins. However, no lines. Tapology hasn't updated it yet. He's fighting Zoo wrong. We're going to have to skip that fight. So you're going to get 14 picks out of out of 15. Uh, Dakota Push was an interesting underdog. I believe it was plus 105, 130. Interesting underdog play there because uh, Zoo wrong to me didn't look great in his debut. But that fight's no longer happening. Um, I have to look up who Brandon Jenkins is. I don't know from the top of my head, but 14 fights. 14 fights. So let's get into my life. Let's get into what the fuck's going on with your boy. So if you follow me on Twitter, MMA Takes Podcast, you saw that I had some dental surgery, some oral, oral, oral surgery. Um, yeah, so for the past three weeks, I've been uh, irritable and cranky, and I kind of blamed it on the COVID shot. I got the second shot of the COVID uh, didn't really get sick, but like, you know, I started getting like headaches only on my right side. Now your boy gets, uh, he gets migraines. I get migraines all the time. This wasn't a migraine for like three weeks going on three weeks. I had this pain, this headache on the right side of my head. And as a recovering ongoing work in progress, hypochondriac, I just literally was like a sinus. Like I can't, the way I process things now, I put it on my mind. Like a sinus. It's the time of the year. The weather in Cincinnati is all up and down. One day it's cold. One day it's hot. You know, it's 92. And then the morning it's 50. You know, that fucks with people's allergies, right? Wife's dealing with it. She's sneezing all over the place. You know, guys at work. So I was like, you know what? I get sinus. I've had tons of sinus infections. This is the start of a sinus infection. But it was fucking with me because I was I was crabby all the time. I was irritable. I was, you know, lacked... You know, I didn't want to do anything because I didn't feel good. Like, my head was was hurting on only on one side, and then it kind of moved. It went from my head to, like, my temple, and then I got really dizzy, and then it would go to the front of my face, like, in my cheek, and I've already had an infected sinus pocket in my cheek. That's a whole other thing. I, they had to go up through my gums and inject. It, it, was, it was another oral surgery procedure that was very not fun. Uh, not my, most of them aren't, but, um, yeah, so... And then it went to last week and maybe two weeks ago, it started going to my lower teeth on my right side, but none, like not individual tooth, uh, like hurt. So I was like, oh, this is just sinus pressure in my gums and my teeth. You know, that happens, blah, blah. And then, um, it just won't go away. Right. And I hate taking medicine, right. I take uh seizure medicine because I had that seizure one time eight years ago and 
I still have to take that. Other than that, I don't take medicine. I take some antacid, and then um, I, I just really don't like taking medicine that much. I've been popping Tylenol like they're fucking Tic Tacs, and my parents have, you know, they're 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 med up. You know what I mean? I love them, but you know when there's a draft in their house, they're like, oh my god, we're gonna get sick. So they got they got they're a pharmacy. They got everything. So I went over there and I got some uh, some sinus stuff to try to clear me out. Didn't help. Right. And usually it does. Usually this mucinex, whatever the fuck, it usually helps or horse pills. But it didn't help. And um, so come this weekend, Friday night, feeling pretty bad. Right. And then my very back molar started hurting. So like the pressure on my on my on all the rows of my teeth on the back right started to go away. And it was just that one tooth and it started to get sensitive to the touch. And I went, okay, so maybe this is like a tooth thing. Like, but no way are two things make my head hurt. So I'm still convinced it's sinus. Go Saturday. Wife and I have a date night. We go to a great dinner, great pizza place in Cincinnati. I think they're all over Ohio. Taglio's, unbelievable. Hot honey uh, pepperoni. Go check it out. Get Detroit style. It's unbelievable. We're taking my parents tomorrow night before we go on vacation. So unbelievable. Unbelievable spot. Anyway, go there with the wife and we go see stand-up. Sebastian Maniscalco, he was hilarious. It was fun. I enjoyed myself because I was with my wife. We didn't have the kids with us. The the food was good. But as I was eating the food, my mouth was hurting, right? So it, it took away from my excitement. And then as much as I laughed at Sebastian between every really big joke, I'm like, fuck, my fucking head and tooth are hurting. I tried to put on a brave face. So Saturday night going on Sunday was, was a bad night of sleep. That's when the pain in the tooth started really ramping up. So I started looking up. I was like, okay, it, it can't be sinus at this point. Be rational. So again, I'm not going WebMD because I'll fucking freak myself out, right? I know that. I go, it's just a toothache. It's a tooth infection, whatever. You know, got to get to the dentist, yada, yada, yada. But I was like, this doesn't feel like just like a regular cavity that you have, right? This this feels different, right? And uh, so Sunday, you know, bangles are on first day of NFL, you know, I'm excited and, you know, I just, I put it all to the side. I said, I can, I can play through this, um, you know, boys won, uh, you know, I love NFL as well. So I was all day just in front of the TV, but Sunday was bad Sunday. So, and then the, and then I went to bed early cause I felt really bad. So now it's just all over my right side, cheek, gums, tooth, head. Like, I mean, the whole right side of my head, it just, it's on a 10, so I try to go to sleep early. I'm waking up every 45 minutes, every hour, whatever. I wake up at 4 a.m., call my dentist. Um, they open at uh they open at like 6 30, 7 o'clock. Here's the thing about my dentist, though. And this isn't this isn't a brag, but it is a brag. Okay. So uh he was he's a West Side dentist on the west side of Cincinnati. I found him a couple years ago. I was looking for a new dentist. My dentist office closed down, whatever. I didn't really like my dentist. So I found him, right? He looks like Michael Phelps. Shaves his head. He's gotta be a swimmer, triathlete, in great shape, right? And so I referred a bunch of guys that work to him. My family goes there. My wife goes to him now. My kids go to him now. I've sent so many people his way. He literally sent me a gift card. Problem is, is he is literally the best dentist in the city. He's constantly on Cincinnati Magazine, which is a little magazine that gets out quarterly or whatever the fuck, right? And he, he's, he, he doesn't take any new patients. They just moved to like a new fucking... Stayed on the west side, but they just moved to like a new facility or whatever. And I called in the morning and I just left a voicemail. I said, I am an existing. I haven't been in like two or three years. Full disclosure. Haven't been in Dennis a while. Okay. Because I usually don't go unless there's a problem. That's that's on me. But I, I call up and I leave a voicemail and I said, listen, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. Can you please call me back? They call me back about an hour later. 
And they said, we can get you in at like eight o'clock. We have a cancellation. We Dr. Dornhecker can see you. I'm like, thank you so much. I go there, see the guy, they give me x-rays and he looks at me. He's like, so you probably in a decent amount of pain, right? Haven't seen you in a while. I was like, yeah, you know, this is my own fault. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it is, it, you know, but he goes, well, it is, it isn't because you, you have written down your forms. You have acid reflux. And I go, yes. He's like, do you drink soda? I go, yes. He's like, well, your teeth are in good shape. You cl- I can tell you brush your teeth. I can tell that you take care of your teeth. Your gums, on besides where the sore tooth is, your gums are in good shape. Problem is, is that back tooth looks like it's taking some beating from the acid reflex slash maybe soda slash whatever. And on, I had a cavity on that tooth as well on the very top. Underneath the cavity was a bigger cavity that got infected, that got into the stems of the tooth, that got into the root of my gums, and then on my my, my right of my jawline. So now I have this infection. So he writes me an antibiotic. He's like, okay, we have to get you to an oral surgeon because you have two options. You can either get a root canal to save the tooth or we got to pull it, right? But we got to get you in today because tooth infections, can they can lead to some serious problems. I go, yeah, yeah. So this fucking guy, the busiest guy in Cincinnati, right? calls like 10 oral surgeons gets me right down the street oh we have a cancellation have him come right now perfect go there that guy super nice go to the oral surgeon super nice you know they get me in really quickly one place wanted me to put like 900 bucks up they're like hey uh you know i have really good insurance my work they're like he's at a network so for him to come and they couldn't get me to wednesday this was on monday for him to come, it would be $942. He has to pay right now, and then he can't come till Wednesday afternoon. And it's like, that ain't going to work, man. <laughs> I'm in some pain here. So go to the world surgeon. He comes. They give me an x-ray. They give me a, a like a, a different type of x-ray, like a, like a kind of a bigger x-ray of just that tooth. He comes in. He goes. And, he, and he, it was like he was always like telling me like, um, like, like, like someone died. And he came in all serious. He goes, yeah, Brian, um. Now, I've never met this guy before, but he goes, yeah, so I don't think we can save the tooth. And I'm like, okay, don't come in like that because your boy's thinking mouth cancer. You're coming in all somber. Rip it out, okay? Fucking rip it out. And so he goes, okay, a lot of people are very, you know, weary about pulling teeth and, 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 you know, usually people want to do the root canal. We can save it. And he's like, I just feel like if we drill into your tooth, it's just the infection is going to keep going into your gums. We rip out. Your th- it's just not going to get the infection. He's like, so what we're going to do is we're going to pull it, get you on antibiotics, which is Dorn Hacker. I wrote me, uh, my dentist, and we're going to put some topical in the tooth hole. He literally said tooth hole. I thought there was a, a, a medical term for a fucking hole in your mouth. They pull your tooth. So I go, okay, that's cool. You know, do what you got to do. Um, and he goes, okay, so the back molars, you know, usually people want to get put out. Do you want to get put out? I said, no, because my wife had some things to do. I had to drive. Right. And I didn't want to, I didn't want the anesthesia. So he's like, all right, we're going to do some local anesthesia. We're going to just shoot you up with a bunch of Novocaine. Problem with that is, is when you have an infection like you do and it's in the jaw, there's a good chance that the Novocaine it's, you know, Novocaine usually works hundred percent of time. We're looking at maybe 60, 70% you're going to feel some of it. And I said, you know what? It's the best option because I'm not getting put under. I'll deal with it, right? Fuck it. Just get it out. Let's go. I, now you're, you're worrying me with the infection and the, in the jawline, blah, blah, blah. Just get the fucking thing out. Right. 
So he goes, they numb me up, dude. They give me like four shots. Like, You're a big guy. Let's give you four. He gives me four shots. My whole face is just bleh. Can't feel anything. Right side of my tongue is, is fucking gone. I can't feel it drooling all over myself. And he comes in and he, and he starts tapping on it, chipping on it. And you feel that? Nope, nope, I'm good, I'm good. And uh, then he fucking yanks it, right? Didn't feel anything. So the Nova King worked, right? But so once he pulled it and then he went back in with the medicine, the topical ointment, whatever the fuck he called it, into the tooth hole, that hurt like a motherfucker. Because once the tooth was yanked, I guess those nerves and the infect, whatever was in the tooth hole, I keep saying fucking tooth hole. He put like a Q-tip in it right and moved it around after he like vacuumed the blood up or whatever moved it around to, to like to, to fight the infection because i hadn't taken antibiotics yet now i'm on antibiotics whatever and that hurt like a motherfucker i tried to be brave and everything my eyes start watering that that sucked that sucked and then uh yeah i bit on some gauze and i was out, out the door feeling good feeling good now uh i deny pain pills your boy does not do pain pills the dentist and the surgeon both try to prescribe me pain pills or at least it was on the table i said no um because i don't do that i i've taken pain pills in the past and my, i have a history of uh my well, at least not me personally but my family has a history of addiction and pain pills the time i took them the you know i used to went back senior high school me and uh, my girlfriend broke up and i was i was fucking living on the edge man party and i uh i took some pain pills uh and uh got a little crazy right and it felt great that it scared me away from ever taking them again. So I don't do that because they're addictive. But I'm like, shit, I could have fucking got two scripts and sold them. But then that leads to like a Walter White situation, get some extra scratch for a vacation that's coming up. But needless to say, Tuesday was was a little sore. I was uh, in, in a good deal of pain Tuesday. You know, Tylenol's not doing anything. They, they tell me to take ibuprofen. I'm just taking Tylenol, whatever. It doesn't do shit. But today, Wednesday, feel much better. I can eat on that side. My jaw, I can't open my mouth up a lot. The lower part of my jaw is still a little tender. It's a little bruised up from, the, you know, they, it's all common from this stuff. But first, I've had, uh, so I had five wisdom teeth, actually. So they, I got my wisdom teeth pulled when I was four, went under for that, or four, What? Four of them pulled when I was 15, got put under, and then years later, I had a fifth one growing in on the back of my molar. So then they pulled my molar and just let the wisdom tooth fall into place. So this is the second time I've had a tooth pull, but not like missing it. Like there was a tooth behind it that was going to fill the spot. This is like I got a hole in my mouth now, my fucking tooth hole. And it's uh, it's weird. It's it, it's good. I mean, I, I get it why people w- would want to do um, – a root canal to save the tooth. You want to keep all your teeth, uh, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So that was all the cause of my headaches, all the cause of my um, my pain I was in was all because that tooth. It was it was the tooth that I was doing it. It wasn't sinus. It was, it was the fucking tooth infection. And I can't believe a little tooth infection can do that. And then the surgeon, I tell him that. I said, oh, yeah, I feel much better now that I was all numbed up. He goes, yeah, tooth infection, man, they can go to your heart. They can go to your lungs. Like, they're not, you know, they're not nothing to mess around with. I'm glad we got it out. And I'm like, well, fuck me. I'm glad Mr. Hypochondriac didn't know that. I mean, I and I looked it up afterwards since the tooth was gone. I'm like, shit, a tooth infection really can fuck you up. It can lead to other things, which is 
crazy. You never, you never think that, right? And here's my issue is, is, is I take relatively good care of my teeth. I brush them. I, I have to come from a long line of just Englishmen. No shout out to my English listeners. I know uh, this is a, maybe a stereotype of the, of the Brits, but a lot of English people, you know, Austin Powers back in the, at least when my, my relatives were coming up had really bad teeth. Okay. You know, they did, they did. It is what it is, right? My parents, my dad, God rest his soul. I don't know why I said God rest his soul. I don't believe in God, but you know, he's dead. He didn't have great teeth. My mother, God bless her soul. Love the woman. Not great teeth, right? My grandparents, uh, my dad's, my grandparents, my mom's adopted, so I don't know how my actual grandparents, but they got to be English because I brush my teeth. I floss. I have these little fucking sticks that I floss with as well. I carry, I have in my car, have in my house. Every time I eat, you know, I just stick the sticks in, floss every day. You go, I'll floss on video and post it and none of my gums will bleed, right? Um, Mouthwash, all that stuff, right? Because I know what my future holds and I know I drink soda, right? So soda is, is obviously bad, but the real issue, according to my dentist, whatever, is the acid reflux and the soda. I mean, let's not, let's not, I mean, soda's not good for your teeth, but I drink a ton of water too. It's not like I'm only drinking, I'm, I'm, I'm yugging Mountain Dews, but I'm also yugging some water boys. Okay. So the teeth thing, I got to stay up on it. And I tried to, I fucking tried to. And, and my wife, you know, she, you know, her, she doesn't floss. She brushes her teeth and everything, but she drinks soda. Maybe it's not as much as I do, but she drinks soda. She goes, white, white as teeth. You know, she goes to the same dentist as me. gets no cavities. I go in there like, yeah, I got a cavity. I'm like, what the, why, how? What is going on? But uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. So if you have a pain in your tooth, go get it checked out because apparently it could be something serious. And an infection or whatever can lead to other complications. I was irritable, grumpy, fucking had a headache i was snapping at people i didn't want to do things like because i felt bad and i just thought it was sinus no it's just fucking tooth man get that shit checked out boys all right but it's good to be back in the mic we're doing the pick them for anthony smith nine span full disclosure oh, oh met we're not on video sorry um the vainness in me um no, I really don't care. My hair is a complete mess right now. My wife's got to cut it before vacation. I just don't have enough time. This week's been a little crazy trying to get everything crammed in. Plus, I had the, the, the fucking whole tooth thing in the beginning of the week, and I'm, I'm still reeling from that. I didn't have time to do, like, the graphics and all that stuff, so we're just doing strictly audio, old school in it. However, 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 I think I brought this up on the other podcast that I did 10 fucking days ago. Um, your boy's bringing a mic. Your brain's bringing his computer. You're going to get two podcasts next week. You're going to get the pick them possibly with Christian and Tim in person. Christian is going to the same beach. I am the same week, which is kind of fucking crazy. I'm going to meet the guy. You'll see it on Twitter. We'll embrace with a hug. I'll pick him up on my head to show him my dominance. <laughs> Timbo might go. I mean, Timbo's a busy man. He might show up. I mean, he's, about six hours from, uh, you know, he's in VA. So he's about six, I think about five and a half, six hours from from uh, Wilmington, Riceville Beach. If you listen to this and you are on Riceville Beach next this ne- next week, let go. But I will be doing a recap show. I, I You know what? I was like, you know what? I'm so burnt out with work and I, and I haven't had a vacation in months. And every day feels like the same. And I just need to get away. And, and, and the vacation's coming. I need to see my grandparents. They're incredible. My, gran- the, my grandfather is 
you know, I'm unbiased, but the greatest man in history, he's my role model. He's incredible. My grandparents are amazing. They're fucking 94 and they're, they're, they're the youngest 94 year old you've ever seen in her life. It's unfucking believable. My grandma still rides a bike. She still delivers tomatoes. She insisted on us bringing a stroller so she can take my, uh, she hasn't met my 10 month old yet on a walk. Cause we were supposed to go last year, but COVID fully vaxxed, ready to go leaving Saturday morning. Um, very excited, very, very excited. So coming back home, uh, on Saturday, the 25th. So right when I get home, popping on the pay-per-view, going to be fun. However, I was like, you know what? I sh- I'm, I'm going to leave everything behind. I'm, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm going to enjoy the beats. I'm going to enjoy my family. But the problem is here's the problem. And it's not a problem at all. This is what I enjoy doing. So the idea of me sitting on a balcony, cause we have ocean views. We're on a fucking condo on the beach sitting on a balcony, sitting with a great backdrop, sitting with the ocean air, maybe poolside. I don't know. But talking MMA, recapping this event, doing the pickums for UFC 266, that's not a vacation. I don't need a break from that. That's what I love doing. So I'm like, you know what? I got a little roadie mic that I can take with me. Got a laptop. You might not get the sound that you're used to and you might not get production but you're gonna get the fire takes you're gonna get the fire picks so i'm very excited to do that i'm uh you know uh i'm gonna do recap probably on monday right and uh you know don't know when it's gonna come out might do it late might do it i don't know may wake up do it might wake up go on the beach and fucking do it i don't know although the sand was probably not good for the laptop so we'll figure something out all right this fight card listen this fight card's an afterthought no one cares about this. I'm being honest with you. There's some fights that are intriguing and there's some fights that are not. I don't know if it's because I'm, I mean, everyone in the capital world is looking over this to go to next week, the UFC 266 card, which is absolutely fucking stacked. I'm talking Pam Anderson, 1992 stacked. Um, but this card, not so much. You know what I mean? There's some good fights. Listen, I'm going to watch it. Uh, you know, I said, uh, the Saturday night I'm, or Saturday morning, we're leaving at 4 a.m. It's an 11-hour drive, taking mom, two kids, wifey, driving there. It's going to take us probably about 12 hours. We're going to get there, check into the hotel, probably get some dinner, groceries, whatever, and then uh, it's fight night. We're just going to relax. I'll probably walk to the beach. I might not watch every fight, but I'm going to watch the most of them. Um, so it's going to be exciting, you know, watching fights on the beach. That's all you want from me, but... If I'm being honest with you, not a lot of these fights jump out at me as like something like I really, really want to watch. Co-main event, stinks. I include the lovers, Devin Clark. I don't like either of these guys. Eh. Anthony Smith, Ryan Spann. I, I think Ryan Spann stinks. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. First fight tonight, Emily Whitmire. Emily Spitfire Whitmire. She is a minus 120 favorite. She's fighting Hanny Goldie, who's a plus 100 underdog. This is the most Buka de Beppo. Bowl of spaghetti fight I've ever seen. Hannah Goldie looked good on the contender series. Hasn't won a fight in the OC, I don't think. Emily Spitfire Whitmire came from the Ultimate Fighter, like lost and won. Now she's lost. Hasn't fought in, very inconsistently, I should say. Hasn't fought in 2021 yet. Both these girls like showing their ass on, uh, on their websites. You go to Reddit, you go to like MMA babes or whatever uh, on Reddit, and you'll see both these girls butt cheeks out. Um, listen, this is this is such a bold spaghetti fight. This fight is very, very low level MMA. 
Uh, this is the, the, the female fight that was on the contender series last night will probably be a better competitive fight than this one will. Um, I think both these women probably aren't UFC caliber, but if gun to my head, I'm going to go Hannah Goldie here. Uh, Whitmire four and four, Goldie five and two. Goldie, big, powerful striker. Whitmire's probably going to get this to the ground. Goldie's an underdog at plus 100. Give me Goldie. Why not? Why the fuck not? Huh? Bowl of spaghetti. You throw it at the goddamn board. Wherever it hits, that's what you take. You're giving me plus number. I'm going to take the plus number. I'm going to go Hannah Goldie, even though I think both these girls stink. All right, next up, Gustavo Lopez, 12 and 6 versus Haile Antong, who is 14 and 6. Uh, Gustavo Lopez is a plus 110. Haile Antong is a minus 130. Gustavo Lopez, I, I'm starting to realize I really love like Spanish, Mexican names like Ignacio Bohomandez and Gustavo. Those are fucking great names. I'm very jealous. Um, anyway, Haile Antong, this, uh, this guy, you know, had a pretty good career outside the UFC before he came to the UFC. Is a good striker. Um, got fucked up by Casey Kenny big time in, in the, his last time out. Lost by a decision. Split decision of Ryan Benoit. Danny Bagarel had a decision. Even though he's a striker, he hasn't had a finish in the UFC yet, but he looks pretty, you know, looks pretty good. Gustavo Lopez is coming off a knockout loss to Adrian. Adrian Nez, no shame in that. Yanez is probably the best boxer at 135. He made his UFC debut against Marab. Lost a decision, but competitive. Has a win over Burchek by uh, rear naked choke. So Gustavo is a plus 110. Give me the plus 110. Give me Lopez here. We're cruising through. There's 14 fights I got to pick. I ain't bullshitting you. Uh, Gustavo, I think he's just better all around. You know, Haile is, is takedown defense is pretty good. His striking is really good. Um, I just think Gustavo mixes up a little bit. I think there's a dog in him that's going to come out. I think Haile has slowed down in the past. Hopefully he's kind of fixed that. Um, you know, Casey Kenny was more of a striking fight, striking match as opposed to, uh, I thought he was going to get fucking taken out in that fight. Uh, he made Casey, a, Casey Kenny looked like a fucking world champion kickboxer with his kicks, but Gustavo's got good hands and he's, and he's tough in there. You know, don't let the, uh, Yanaz, uh, Yanez, excuse me, knockout, uh, fool you. Like this dude's got some good chops. He's fought some really, really good people. I think go out there and surprise. I, I, you know, if I had a gun to my head, I don't know if I'd pick money line. I do like the plus plus one ten, but I also maybe like Lopez by decision. Um, I, I don't think there's gonna be a finish on either end here. Lopez could maybe submit him on the ground. I don't think either of these guys are going to knock each other out. I see Lopez maybe squeaking on a decision, which is going to be a better plus number than plus 110. So maybe I lean that way. Huh? Maybe I lean that way. I'm just yugging. That's Gatorade, babe. Yugging it. Fierce grape. Uh, next up, Impa Kasana and I. He is fighting Carlson Harris. Not Carlson Minus. Not... The dude from Canada who stinks. Um, Impa's minus one twenty five. Harris is plus one hundred five. Harris impressed in his debut. Good, good on the ground. Bullish on the feet. Um, has some good chokes. Has some knockout wins. Kind of all over the place. Uh, he has a win over Michelle Pereira by decision way back in the day. Um, all his losses are, are you know, are there was two losses back in you know Brazilian fucking back in twenty eleven. That doesn't count. But his real loss by split decision, and then he got uh, TKO'd by Gerard <clears throat> Hassan Alsoa. He is from Jordan, and he fights for Brave. Never made. Looks like this guy's got a pretty good record. Some good, some good wins on his record. Wonder why he's never made it to the to the scene yet. Um, but other than that, he's undefeated in UFC. He's got one and zero. He choked out Chris Aguilera. Info Kasana and I dropping down to one seven. This dude is a fucking brick house. Was impressed with him on the Ultimate Fight, or excuse me, the Contender Series. 
Obviously, most people are going to remember him getting knocked out by Buckley, but, you know, it is what it is. Buckley fights on this card. We'll get to him later. I think Impo coming to 170, I think that's a different molder. I think this dude is learning every day. He's with a good camp. His striking's getting better. His grappling's getting better. His cardio's great. I think Harris is going to run into a problem where if he can't submit Impo, because I don't think he's going to do much on the feet to Impo. I think he could use his range, and I think he can pick Impo apart on the feet early on. And then when Impo starts closing the distance and using his athleticism, using his cardio, I think it's going to be a problem. Impa's lowly price here at minus 125. I see a lot of sharps. A lot of sharps like in Harris. I, I can see why that's good money. But Impa's like the nicest, sweetest fucking guy. And this is where my argument between Fan and Capper come into play here. If I'm strictly basing it off fight film, I can understand there's a huge argument for Harris, not to mention that he's a plus number. Hasn't had many fights in the UFC. One win over Christian Aguilar, vet, good win. But I think Impa moving camps. He left. He left North Carolina and went to uh, Sanford MMA, dropping down in weight from one seventy one eight uh, one eighty five to one seventy. Excuse me. I think this is the dude here. He looks in phenomenal shape. I saw pictures of him doing, you know, getting in the Venom gear or whatever. Uh, he looks great. And in, in, in and I think he's just going to out cardio Harris here. This is going to be another one like decision. I think Harris is going to look good early. And I think Impa's slowly going to take over. I can see maybe a late fight TKO. I really don't know how good Harris's cardio is. So that's an obviously an option. But I see Impa uh, winning this fight by probably by decision, maybe late TKO. Look at the props. We'll see what goes up. Next up, Aaron Blansphere versus Sarah Alpar. Uh, Blanchfield is minus 320. Alpar is a plus 250. A lot of people love Blanchfield here, and, and, and I can't blame her. I think she is a cute little motherfucking um, prospect. You know, she's got some, uh, you know, fighting out of New York here. She was supposed to make her debut. Who was supposed to make her debut against? Norma Dumont, right? Pearl, she was, had a bunch of fights. You know, she fought Chase Cortez on the regional scene in Invicta, not really regional. Lost the split decision. A lot of people thought she won that fight. She's got a lot of finishes as well, being for as so young as he is. She's 22 years old. Sarah, Sarah Alpar coming in, not looking so great against Jessica Rose Clark. She got TKO'd in the third round. Hang on a second here. There we go. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark um, got fin- You know, she got. Alpar got finished by Jessica Rose Clark in her debut. One of the contender series by uh, Shannon Young here um, by Rear Naked Choke. But again, wasn't the most impressive performance. I'm going Blanchford here. I'm going chalk. Give me that motherfucking chalk like I'm LeBron James. LeBron James. Remember that little kid? Um, give me Blanchford here. I had her in her debut where she was an underdog against Norma DeMont. I have her here. I think she's a talent. She's 22. She's raw. Little sloppy, but she's tough. She's gritty. She gets in there. I think she's going to be primed to make a run at 125 in a couple years. And I think Alpar's a stepping stone. I think this is a really good matchup by the UFC. Norma DeMont was a tougher challenge. So I think Blanche will maybe, maybe caught a break on that one. And I think this is uh this is right up her alley. All right, next up, Montel Jackson. This is how we do it. I mean, every time I see Montel Jackson, which I know is Montel Jordan, but every time I see Montel Jackson, I am going to sing that song. He's fighting JP Bays. Montel Jackson minus 630. Oosh. JP Bays plus 450. Listen, JP, they're both similar. Montel's leaps in ahead better than JP Bays. He's bigger. He has better striking. He has better grappling. I think some of his fight, fight um, IQ is rough. Montel, I think, has could have more finishes in UFC. I think his submission game is good. His fight IQ has really not been up to stuff for me. Uh, JP Bays, I think, is, is a decent fighter, but I don't think he's fantastic. But at plus 450... 
I mean, he's not that bad. Like, I mean, he can go out there and shock Montel. Montel's not unbeatable. This is a, this is a really wide line. I'm going to pass all together. I'm going to take Montel, obviously, give me that motherfucking chalk. I like Montel a lot, but he's really overpriced. I think this is a clear indication. He's supposed to fight Dannenberger. I uh, get it. Even still, that wasn't that wasn't that great of a competition. J, JP Bay stepping up. But when you're this overpriced, Against a guy, J.P. Bays, who I think is 9-3, solid prospect, you know, not the worst in the world. You need to step up in competition. You need to start fighting fucking people. You know, this is starting to get a I know he's not super ranked, but the, the, the books love you. I think the UFC needs to see these lines and go, we need to bump this guy up. If he's fucking 6-1, to one, we need to bump this guy up. This is a pass altogether. I mean, I don't even want to touch this in a parlay. Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But uh, Montel Jackson is my pick. Nicholas Malta versus Cameron Van Camp. Little local boy. Oh, Cameron Van Camp. Cameron Van Camp from Indiana. I saw this. Him and his brother. Amateur fight. Same card. Cameron Van Camp fought a guy from my gym who we all were pretty high on in the gym. And... Uh, Cameron Van Camp just went out there, muscled him, and, and, and just fucking threw him on his head. The guy lastly lost the decision, but Van Camp looked good as an amateur. Now he's a pro, 15-5, getting this fight on short notice, fighting Nicholas Malta, who, um, you know, he's never blown me away. I've actually heard about this kid a lot. I've, I've seen tape on him before he debuted in the UFC, and, and I remember just being like a little just eh, whelmed. Not underwhelmed, not overwhelmed, just whelmed by him. Cameron Van Camp, though, this guy's got one way to win he's 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 traditional i mean his striking's okay but it's muscle you up take you down grab a neck grab an arm grab whatever he can that's his only way to victory in this fight i think nicholas malta is going to be too much from on the feet i think the short notice fight i think cameron van camp has been working his ass off for a long time to get in the ufc he's gonna take it no matter what and he's like fuck it yeah give it to me i think he's gonna go out there he's gonna Kids got heart, you know what I mean? Him and his brother both are kind of, you know, the, the regional Indiana studs. Kids got heart, but he's going to go out there and he's going he's gonna to run some problems when, when his game doesn't work. And then when he starts getting kicked to the body and kicked to the head and fucking punched up, you know, he's going he's gonna to run into it. Nicholas Malta's a minus 310. Cameron Van Camp's plus 245. I think I forgot to do that. Give me Malta. Give me another chalk. Um, I figured this would be priced a little higher. Um... I don't know how familiar people are with Cameron Van Camp, but uh, yeah, um, he's just got one way to win. And, and I hate to say it. I don't know the guy personally. I've just seen him fight, seen his brother fight. I've met him, I think. Never been in the same room as him, like training-wise, but, you know, he is he is from close uh, Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, just give me Malta, though. Probably by finish, because Van Camp has been knocked out before his chin. Once he's chinny, but he's been finished multiple, I'm going to say multiple times. I feel like I've seen him be finished multiple times. How many times has he been finished? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Rear naked choke, decisions. He's only been TKO'd once. TKO'd KO once. So, uh, that's on me. I thought he had been uh, finished. He's fought some good guys. He fought Austin Hubbard, Bobby Volker. Those are both losses. Quentin Parks Jr. He's got multiple wins over him. Uh, you know, he's fighting some good guys, right? And he's getting some good wins over here. But, yeah, his only game is to take him down and submit you. Coming on short notice. Don't know how great a shape he's in. Give me Malta. Give me the points. Give me the fucking minus 310. I'll take it all day. So Dakota Bush for Zurong's the next fight. That fight is not happening. I believe it's Brandon Jenkins. Don't have any lines on that fight. Uh, I just know I don't like Zurong all that much. So I'm probably going to pick opposite. Unless once I do research on Brandon Jenkins and he stinks. 
I might uh, I might switch it up. All right, next up, Panny Gazad versus Raquel Pennington. Panny is a plus one ten. Raquel is a minus one thirty. So I always pick against Raquel Pennington. I don't know why. I think she's just very very average. Um, but I think Panny's very very average too. I think this is gonna be an average fight. I think you put the fucking if you had to put. And the lines could be very wide, so it's not going to matter. But if you're going to put your house, your fucking child's college tuition, and you have a gun to my head and said, which one, what, what are you going to bet on? It's this fight going to the decision. I mean, both these girls are not finishers. Raquel's gritty. She's tough. I think she has better striking. I think she's better everywhere. Uh, give me Raquel. I don't know how much Raquel's in it. You know, I believe she's married to or dating Tisha Torres, who's always in phenomenal shape. Tisha's looked really good in her last time out. I believe they're down in American Top Team. So uh, hopefully that transitions to Raquel. Give me Raquel over Panty here. Um, Raquel's a minus 130. It's a little low. I thought she might be a little higher than that. I'll take it. Give me Raquel uh, Pennington. Next up, Tafon Tafon and Chukwu. I fucking nailed that. Five and one. He's a, a minus 130. Favorite fighting Mike Rodriguez. <sighs> 11 and 6. Plus 110. I think Mike Rodriguez stinks. I do. I think he got screwed in the Ed Herman fight. But other than that, I mean, what are we doing with this guy? I, I, is he is he UFC caliber? I know you need people at 205. And maybe you're trying to get him, rid of him with this Tafon fight. I don't know. Tafon is really disappointed in my opinion. He's this big, heavy puncher, and, and but he's not really. But his cardio is shown out. His defense, uh, his takedown defense is shown out. All the things that I, I had literally was like watching fights. Like, oh, that cardio, I got to check it out. Checked out. That takedown defense checks out. Mike Rodriguez, you know, faints himself as a boxer a little bit. He's long. He likes to throw his hands out there. Chinny, though, uh, I think Tafon's going to walk through him. I, this is my send him home as well, which uh, button is it? It's been so long. That's not it. Is it this? That's not it. Is it this? Send them home. Send them home early. It's been so long since I've hit these fucking buttons, man. My brain is just melting. That's my send them home. Here we go. Send them home. Send them home early. Send them home early to find a chukwu. Uh, I, you know, this might, this could also be my motor lock. This could also be a lot of things. I think Mark Rodriguez is just not UFC quality. I don't know what he has that they keep him around. Is it a good personality? Is it because he's from Boston? Dana likes Boston guys. I, you know, I yeah, I don't know. He has no ground game. I don't think his power is crazy. He's got he's athletic. He's got a good jumping knee. But other than that, you know, I think Tafon I think Tafon wins. Send him home. Send him out of there. Uh, next up, Joaquin Buckley minus two hundred versus Antonio Royal uh, plus one seventy. So here it is. Here it is. One hold on. This will be. The last time I ever bet on Antonio Royal. I'm picking a Royal as the dog. Joaquin Buckley seems like a fraud to me. I was so confident in a Royal against Duran Wynn. And Duran Wynn went out there and just wrestled him. And a Royal had no answer. Joaquin Buckley, explosive striker, has some good knockouts on his record. Don't really know if he has good wrestling. He fought Logan Storley, lost by decision to Bellator. Uh, I have to watch that fight. Logan Storley is an absolute sick wrestler, so that would tell me uh, how much uh, Joaquin Buckley can wrestle. That's my only issue here, because Antonio Royal is going to want to get this fight to the ground. Joaquin Buckley is going to want to fucking do his flashy stuff. He's got big, big power. Antonio Royal is big for the division. I am, for some reason, 
always compelled to take this guy. The Andre Munez fight, I took him as a dog. And the fucking Duran Wynn fight, I don't know if he was a dog or not, but I took him and I was confident. I wish I could have went back and dug that up and put the audio right here to make me look like even more of an asshole. But I'm taking a royal for the simple fact that I, fact, fact that I think Buckley is a fraud. I think he's a one-trick pony. I think if that pony wears out, he's done. And so give me a royal. Give me a royal. Love it. All right, next up, Nate Manis versus Tony Gravely. Manis is a plus 175. Tony Gravely is a minus 210. And boys. We need more dogs. We need more dogs. Nate Manis, local kid. Local kid, Kentucky boy. Uh, Kentucky boy, Henderson, Kentucky. Uh, I've got this kid his whole career pretty much in the UFC. He's a lot better than I gave him credit for, but guess who else is really good? Tony Gravely is on a run right now. Tony Gravely is very, very good. He's got some good wins. He's fought some really good competition. Um, wrestling's great. Stand-up's great. Uh, in the UFC, he's 2-1. and one. He's got a split decision over Gerardo DeFretes, which was not a good look for him. Looked a little labor in that fight. Then he finished Burchek. Left hook. Awesome knockout. Has a rear naked choke to Brett Johns. You know, it is what it is with the Brett Johns thing, right? Brett Johns is going to grapple. Fuck you. However, Nate Mann is really impressed with the scrambles. This guy is not a guy you want to mess with on the feet or, excuse me, on the ground. I think he's big for the division. I think he's going to be really hard for Tony Gravely to out-wrestle, out-position. Gravely might be a little happy with his hands. He might want to be st- happy standing on the feet, picking Manus apart. Manus has been caught before. He's been buzzed before. Stand-up's okay. Uh, he's got some power for being the size that he is, but he's not a traditional stand-up guy. Like His his, his boxing has better buddy. He wants to get you to the ground. He wants to look for submissions. He wants to wear you out. He wants to out-scramble you. Tony Gravely's really good at that as well. And he's got a load of experience and He's fought a lot of good people. So a lot of people are going to be locking up gravely. 21 and 6 versus really good competition versus 13 and 1 versus mm, competition. But I'm taking Nate Manis here. This is my dog lock, baby. We need more dogs. And I'm taking him. Local kid. Let's go. Henderson, Kentucky. I mean, it's not that local, but it's local enough. Then I'm going to take Nate Manis here. I think he wins probably by decision. I don't see him finishing Tony Gravely unless Gravely gasses late, and then Manus could definitely get a neck, rear naked choke, guillotine, something like that. But uh, this could be a fun fight. This could be a really, really fun fight. I'm really looking forward to this fight. This is probably the only fight that I'm, like, super pumped for. Uh, the main event, you know, kind of. Uh, Nate Manis, I, I really want to see Aaron Blanchfield. Impa, I like Impa. But this is a fight that I've highlighted that I think is going to be really, really good. All right, next up, Christoph Giagos. Who's our Giagos? Plus 550 versus Armand Tessarian. Tsarian, Armand Tsarian, uh, he is a minus 800, biggest favorite on the card. Listen, this one, I mean, guys, I I don't want to be like, I'm phoning it in. I kind of am. I'm embarrassed to even give this pick out, but it's my best bet. I mean, it's not my best bet. That's a little misleading. Armand Tsarian, he's unbettable at minus 800. You're going to have to throw him in a, loads of parlays. Christoph Giagos is incredibly durable. Armand has this incredible height, but no finishes. You know he's going to be looking for that finish. Maybe that's something that you can look for, Armand, to get a finish in this fight. Even though Giagos is super fucking durable, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the best play is Armand by decision. That's got to be a better price than minus 800. Um, but minus 800 is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that I'm giving out as my mortal lock. 
I think the kid's that good though, that I can't just not give it out. Right. I got to tell you about it. So call me a square, call me a bitch. I'm sorry for phoning it in, but that's my pick. That's my motor lock. And you know what? You know what guys, you got to deal with it. I next up Mandy bone versus Adrian Lipsky bone seven and oh, she is a plus 100 underdog versus Adrian Lipsky. Many Bell was supposed to fight. Were they supposed to fight recently? Yeah, she was supposed to fight on the September 4th card. COVID or something happened, you know. She's German. Uh, good striker. Good on the ground. Not this high, high level uh, fighter. Lipsky, hot. Great story. UFC is going to keep pushing her down our throats because she's beautiful. She beat up that robber. Was that her that beat up the robber, right? Um, but she's not skilled. Give me the dog here. Give me plus 100 on Bone. Uh, it's a fight that I don't care about. I'm surprised it's this high in the card. If I'm being honest with you, I figure Buckley might be up there. I figure maybe even Panic Azad versus Raquel Pennington. Pennington's fought for the goddamn title for Christ's sakes. Uh, Bones making a UFC debut. Uh, yeah, give me her because you know what? I don't give a fuck about this fight. I ain't gonna bet it. Plus 100. Keep it real. Keep it G. Let go. Come on, man. I am Kutalaba. Versus Devin Clark. Kutalaba is a minus 145 favorite. Devin Clark is a plus 125. That surprised me a little bit. Kutalaba's got a little new look. Um, shaved his head, grew his beard out real thick. I don't know if he's going to come into the fight looking like that. There was a picture floating on Twitter where someone's like, who is this? Right? And I, it took a minute for me to figure out who the fuck it was. He looks a little different there. Devin Clark, big, big, powerful, thick old boy. Thick old legs, thick old juicy butt on him. Uh, good wrestler, awkward striking, um, has really fucked me in the past. Like, I can't get this guy right. The minute I'm on him, he loses. The minute I'm off him, he fucking somehow wins. Really awkward guy to fight. You know, you can hurt him on the feet. His cardio is pretty good. His wrestling's pretty good. Um, and then he just grinds on you, right? His, his stand-up's very awkward. He obviously is a strong guy. He's got a low center of gravity. He's a big old thick boy. Um, Kutalaba, good grappler, turned into a grappler's last fight, but this dude just gasses like nobody's business. Big, big power, a little crazy in that beginning. Um, I'm not going to bet this fight. I'm picking Kutalaba just because I can't get Devin Clark right. So what that means is, is you should pick Devin Clark. I think Kutalaba can overwhelm him in that first round, maybe get him out of there. If not, he's going to be in some trouble. This is probably a live betting opportunity here. This is where you hedge a lot because I think if it goes out of the first round, I think Kutalaba is going to be in some trouble. I think he's going to come out pretty hot uh, unless he completely revamped his game. He's going to come out hot, boys. And Devin Clark is uh, is going to have to under, uh, withstand that. He has, he's been caught in the past, been knocked out in the past. But... Um, so my advice for you is, I'm picking Kutalaba. That's who I'm picking, not betting him. And I am telling you to bet Devin Clark because I can't get this guy right. I can't get him right. All right, man, event, Anthony Smith, minus 170, Ryan Spann, uh, what is he, plus 150. Spann's been dead to me since the Johnny Walker fight. I was on Ryan Spann in the Johnny Walker fight. He had Johnny Walker out on his feet. Then he went for a takedown, gassed out, got finished himself. It was absolute fucking clown show. Anthony Smith, this guy, you know, main event fighter. Ryan Spann's not a main event fighter. This is how thin 205 is right now. They're putting Ryan Spann in the main event. Does he deserve the main event? Absolutely. What is he fucking done? What is he fucking done? He's done nothing. Um, Anthony Smith is a name. People, you know, they, they can put him in a main event. People are like, okay, you know, right? So the situation here is Anthony Smith, it, it looked pretty good against the Jimmy Crew. That was a good rebound. Looked pretty good against uh, 
It's escaping me. He he went off his back. He triangled somebody right before Jimmy Crooks. He had that. He had Devin Clark. There it is. Because he had those runs of he got his shit kicked in. He got his teeth knocked out. Um, but Anthony Smith is is looked good against Crook. He he worked his jab really well. He worked his kicks with really well. Ryan Span doesn't have the cleanest boxing. He does have power. He is big for the division. He is athletic. This guy can't go five rounds. He knows it. His fucking team knows it. I think in his inner circle, they're like, you have to jump on Smith early. We got to get this guy out early. So if you're betting Span at this number, I would bet him and I would bet him early because there's no fucking chance this dude wins late. Anthony Smith is a guy who's been in there. He's getting his ass kicked. He never gives up, right? Um, hopefully he comes in shape. Hopefully he comes in prepared because that first round is going to be a little rough on him. He starts slow. Last time against Jimmy Crute, he didn't, but he usually does. I think he's got to be a little careful, let Ryan Spann kind of work out what he's going to work out. Smith's got a good chin, pretty durable, good off his back. I don't see Ryan Spann really maybe wrestling too much because there's no way he can wrestle for five rounds. If he does, it might be a mistake. Give me Anthony Smith, minus 170. I don't think Ryan Spann is good at all. Um, I I just I, I think this is a case of they don't have 205ers. Let's throw anybody in there, right? Let's just throw them in there. Because Ryan Spann has a knockout win over Misha Serkinov back in March. Cool. I'm going to say something that might be controversial because I'm just a fat nobody. But I think I could knock out Misha Serkinov. The guy's got no chin. No chin. Then the Johnny Walker fiasco, which I'll never forgive him. Ever. And then the Sam Alvey fight, which I think he lost. He got wobbled. It was a split decision. I, Sam Alvey thinks he won. He wins every fight, right? He complains. He yells. Oh, oh, oh. That's a fight I thought he won. Ryan Spann didn't do shit. He hurt Ryan. Ryan Spann hurt him in the beginning, but then Sam Alvey fucking came back and hurt him as well. You know, he's fought some good guys. You know, Manuel Lordy or Mano Sordi. That guy's over in the PFL now. Luis Henkray, mm, cool. Little Nog, cool. Uh, you know, he's got some loss. Of, he lost some contenders uh, to... Uh, Carl Robertson, you know, Travin Giles, Robert Giza, Leo Leto. I mean, this guy, you know, is, uh, is, uh, has been around for a while. Superman span, but he, he's just not ready. He's not a, he's not a main event guy. He's not a five round fighter. He's a fun two Oh five. you put in there? Uh, maybe it's a prelim against another guy that there are some bang heads, knock some heads around, but he's not what he's not. All right, that's it. That's the card. Again, vacation next week, but I'm still bringing you that sweet content. I'm still going to bring it to you because I love what I do. I love doing this. Also, hopefully I meet my boys. Hopefully I meet my boys. You know what I mean? That's fun. That's going to be fun. All right, MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, all that shit. Go rate, review on iTunes. Please, please, please. That's it. See ya. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. <laughs>
he's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.